Welcome to the Her Inspired Journey podcast, a show all for women about living your best life and fulfilling your passions from the backcountry to the table. No matter where you are, what hurdles you faced, or where you want to go next, we're right here on this journey with you. It's time to take charge, pave your way, and create success. I like it. You showed up and you are ready for more. We are talking about the year-end review, and this is part two. If you haven't yet, I'm going to stop you right now and tell you to go back to episode 49, year-end review part one, which is a very important part of this process. In order for you to walk through this, for it to make sense, and to get the intended effect right? Success at the end of all of this, you definitely need to go back and do part one. I'll also link to it in the show notes just to make things extremely easy for you. But we are jumping right in and talking about how you can continue on this process of looking back at 2019 and the last decade and figuring out where the heck you want to go and really defining the action plan that's going to get you to your final result, which is, of course, having the dreams, you know, come to life and and having the future that you've always thought about feeling confident and having those things that mean so much to you. So before we begin today, I want to encourage you, though, to jump over to the Wilderness Athlete page, which is also in the show notes. I'll put a link for you in there and get involved with the Women of WA Project. This is something that I'm extremely passionate about and has been a part of my life for the last several months. Every week we show up in your inbox. Yes, it's a subscription, but I promise you the only thing you will get is value in furthering your goals and creating more success and keeping your motivation and your intention in the right place. So on Tuesdays, we're coming at you in January with uh, tips. They're just going to be quick tips that you can implement. We're not doing any big overhauls or thinking about changing too many things at once. This is going to be quick and easy, actionable things. And then on Wednesday, you'll have a little bit more content in the form of some other things that you can do um, just to continue making progress and filling your cup. So again, the link is over there, but the Women of WA Project is super important, very valuable, and I promise you there won't be anything in there that won't bring some good insight into your life. So anyway, without further ado, let's start year-end review part two. I've actually got this download uh, in front of me, so you may hear me flipping through this a little bit just as reference today. But again, if you haven't already done that, haven't started part one, or haven't completed part one, I really encourage you as much as it's fun to kind of get all the pieces, and I'm somebody that likes to fast forward sometimes and, and just get all the action plans. It is very, very important that you follow um, just the process of doing this. And I know throughout the several, you know, there's several parts within part one that you need to write out and you need to reflect on and you need to think about goals and you need to think about lessons that you learned. So um, it's really important that you walk through that in its entirety before you move into something else. So with that in part one, we did the reflection. So we're thinking about all the things big and small that you've accomplished over the last year. Some people wanted to take that farther and do it over the last decade. um, But really, that's up to you. So it was initiating that reflection. And then we started talking about lessons that you learned. So we're writing out and thinking about the lessons that were created maybe in in ample opportunities, sometimes in failed or perceived failures, 
Um, those lessons can come in the form of heartbreak or in the form of, you know, trying it and yet again, not achieving what you set out to do. But those things always hold clues because failure isn't the end of the road. And I think it's really important to remember that failure is just a, an attempt that didn't follow through, that didn't find success, that didn't take you to the finish line that you were intending to get to. But there's so much value. And I think sometimes if we get too down on ourselves, when we're thinking about, you know, that, that missed opportunity, or that failure, it's hard for us to use that for good. But I am a firm believer that everything in life happens for a greater purpose. So whether that's trauma or heartbreak, and I know sometimes that's hard to see, especially if you're still living in that fire. But again, don't let your mind say stay so bogged down in that negative experience that you cannot learn from it because that's how true value is had. We also talked about missed goals. So we defined the goals that were missed over this last year or this last decade, and we moved some of those things that were maybe still really important to you or still came up, you know, you thought about a lot or you dreamed about or they were a sore pain point for you. We moved those into a possibles list. So even though we we outlined the missed goals, we did move some over to a possibles list that we're going to be incorporating into part two. And then we really kind of just talked about setting realistic expectations, because I know it's easy to have lofty, very big goals and dreams. And it's so important to have that. But I think sometimes what we do is we don't allow enough time to pass or enough opportunity to grow into that goal or to move into that place of success, because we overestimate what we're going to be able to commit to as far as time or resources or money or energy. And sometimes it's not even something that is really attainable for our lives. Maybe these unrealistic goals are pressures that you feel from other people or your spouse or coworker, or maybe you're still connected to uh, being bullied as a kid or as a, as a young woman growing up. Maybe your boyfriend spoke to you in a way that you know, ripped little pieces of you apart. And so now these goals that you have are from that past experience and not necessarily things that you are passionate about achieving. The real issue then lies in undoing those negative experiences learning to set goals that you are really passionate about, which moves us into the other thing we talked about in part one, which are internal lies. So you wrote out the self-limiting beliefs or negative self-talk that really reflect and resonate in your mind. This can be on a daily, hourly, minute sometimes, um, or even like a weekly um, theme. So sometimes, you know, I'll give you some examples of my own personal life. Am I doing enough? or you didn't do that right, or will that be successful, or did I spend enough quality time with my kids, or am I momming the right way? Like those are some of the more negative things that roll through my head. And I encouraged you in part one to start to rewrite those negatives and turn them into positive words and affirmations for yourself, which trust me, I know it's hard to do, especially if you're coming from a more negative place, or if you've been in the cycle of negative self-talk and beating yourself up for a long time, turning those words around and creating something beautiful and positive from that can be extremely difficult. And it's okay if that's you, if you sit down with your paper, and I know some of you have because you've reached out to me and you say, 
oh my gosh, I want to do this and I know that there's value in it, but it's so hard for me to speak to myself in this positive way. It's so hard for me to highlight the things that I'm doing well because I feel like, well, gosh, I just feel like I'm failing at everything. Or I feel like there's so much pressure on my plate that I'm not sure what I'm doing well. And I get that. It's hard. But here's some examples. You can, maybe you're someone, let's talk about fitness for a second. Maybe you're somebody who's not feeling super fit, super healthy, not feeling very confident. But every day and every week, you take at least small steps in moving forward to better your health and fitness. So you could say, you know, Courtney, uh, maybe this is your self-talk. I'm not very fit. I don't feel comfortable in my clothes. I look like crap. I feel super fat. You can say to yourself and turn this into positive by saying, I may not be where I want to be yet, but I am working every day and every week to do something that helps better my health, fitness, and confidence. So even though you're not there yet, or maybe you haven't made enough progress to feel like you can speak into that positivity, just rewrite the words to give you some optimism and some faith in yourself that you will achieve that. So those those are the things that we talked about in part one, reflection, lessons, missed goals, and internal lies. And there was a lot of homework that you need to do within that to really define and outline and to reflect. And there's... There's this this area where we can do this like superficial work, you know, and I think we're all really guilty of that. Sometimes we can do the really easy things in life just so we can feel productive. Or sometimes we're just doing these like band-aid fixes on things because we don't want to do the real freaking work that hurts, that provokes emotions in you that you are trying to hide from. So instead of moving through this exercise, if you're not going to do it with valid intention, if you're not going to dig into the souls, into the pits of your heart that are hurting when you walk through this stuff, it probably won't serve you. So I'm just going to encourage you one more time as passionately as I can to say, dig in to who you are where you want to go and what you want to achieve when you do this so that you can freaking stand on top of that mountain and go like, damn it, I did it. I am making progress. And it might might be slow and it might not look like anybody else's, but I am moving my own needle. So here we go. We're going to uh, talk about part two. Now that we've established the foundation, we need to create the action plan, right? The next process, the next part of this whole thing that's going to start getting you to that better place. So step one, we're going to write out your future. So now that you've done the reflection, let's just get going. Let's just outline it. What do you want it to look like in detail? I want you to outline what you want your life to look like in the next five years. Okay, don't freak out on me. Hold on just a second. It's very hard to grasp this. And I think you know, sometimes some, maybe even many of you have done these like five-year, 10-year plans and set goals for yourself or your relationship or your, you know, financial business, whatever it may be. Maybe you've already done this, but I'm going to just be bold and guess that a vast majority of people freak out 
when it comes to setting these big long-term goals. And it makes sense. It's scary. And it's hard if you don't have a lot of confidence in yourself as of now in the starting place, setting goals five years from now can feel like, you know, just an, an incomprehensible task. But I want you to go into this with an open mind and that part of your brain that tries to um, put put purpose behind everything before you do it or tries to validate any of your thoughts or ideas or the naysaying part of you that might come in and go, you can't do that in five years. I want you to turn that off when you do this because that will keep you from actually outlining what it is that you want to achieve. So we're talking about where are you going to be living? What state? What part of the world? What city, country? What does your house look like? What is your yard like? Will you have a family? Will you have your kids? Do you have grandkids by then? What does your life look like? What will your days look like? Are you working? Did you start your own business? What are your finances like? Did you go back to school to finish a degree? Did you meet the love of your life? Did you get married? Like, have you had a tropical vacation? What does your, you know, outfit look like? What does your hair look like? I want you just to outline everything that you can even dream of that you want for your life that you see happening in the next five years. I mean, go as far as talking about how you feel and what your daily mindset and your, your mantras are like, you know, what are your strengths? So just be as detailed as possible. This will take you a while. I'm going to say start with 10 to 15 minutes. And if you're like me, this will probably be on your brain for a while until you've kind of, you know, you outlined it enough to go, okay, that's, that's it. I got it. That's what I want. And you can always add to this. You can put more on there. You can, you can rethink things to some degree, but as you're writing, just freely write. Don't worry about sentences or structure or anything. You can polish it later. The first and most important thing to do is just put on there what you want to see your life like in five years. So use as much description as possible, detail it, and imagine you're writing the plot of like a movie, only it's your story and you get to make it anything that you want. You don't even have to share it with anybody else, okay? So that's step one, and that is writing out your future. So step two is going to be to define the goals that are important so that you can help achieve this big picture dream. Okay, future, let's call it future. Let's not call it a dream because dreams are just things that sit in the wayside. So step two, define the goals that are important to you and will help you achieve this big picture. So we're going to write Everything you can imagine you will need to do in order to bring life to this, okay? Then I want you to go back and either highlight or circle. If you're like me, you've got a million highlighters and post-it notes and multicolored gel pens, but that is just me. That's what my brain likes to do. It feels good. So judge me if you want to, but that's how I work. Um, so go back and highlight or circle the biggest goals that you will need in order to achieve this future. So if you're looking at this and you've outlined everything from the very basic mindsets or habits to the, you know, complete lifestyle changes that you need to make, what I want you to focus on in this immediate step is those big things. What are those big uh, milestones that have to be crossed off or met before you can 
get to this place? You know, maybe it's a financial uh, benchmark. Maybe it's meeting the the love of your life. Maybe it's buying that piece of property or finishing the degree or or starting a nonprofit. Maybe it's, you know, just write out what those big things are. And then you're going to highlight or circle them. Okay. So you might also include or bring down some of the things that were in the possible goal list, which was a part of the part one. Okay. So we moved some of those possible goals over and we kind of set them aside. You can implement those here too. Okay. And in the download that I have for part two, which is what we're talking about today, I will give you a place and a name to put all of this stuff. So don't feel like, oh my gosh, how do I remember this? Of course, I've got your back and I've got this all outlined for you and I will walk you through it. So just hear my words at this point and get that ball kind of initiated and get that fire burning inside of you, okay? So besides each of those really big goals, next to them, I want you to write out a very short and very truthful reason why achieving that is so important to you. So this is going to be connected to your burning why, okay? And if you don't know what I'm talking about when I say what is your why, or if you need to, you know, help define or you need to learn how you can figure out what that actually is, like that real why, the one that like lights you up and that kind of puts a pit in your stomach because you know that's what this thing is is rooted to then I want you to go back and listen to episode 42. Uh, The episode was understand your why and initiate success. And uh, we really just talk about how you can figure out what the hell it is you want that thing for anyways, because at the end of the day, if you're working towards something, but you don't know why, you will not stay motivated in the times of struggle to really hold on to that thing. Your motivation will waver, and if you don't know why it is that you're working so hard or you're sacrificing or you're grinding it out, you will not stay connected to that goal. Okay, so if you don't understand your why, make sure you do listen to episode 42 because it's going to bring a lot of value into connecting on a deeper level to achieving these things, okay? So you will use the outline I gave you to put each of these big goals in order and dissect the habits and successes you will make to propel yourself in that direction, okay? So when we're talking about each of these big goals that are going to be milestones to get you to that future that you want, each one of those things is going to require some changes or some new habits or breaking old bad habits. Maybe it's, you know, working to um, stick to a budget, or maybe it's working to increase your revenue so that you can buy that property, or maybe it's carving out the time and stopping the excuses so you can go back to school. Like these things are just going to be so relative to where you are. But each one of those big things is going to have to link back to habits and smaller goals that are going to propel you toward that bigger goal. So the objective here is to take smaller steps, whether, excuse me, rather than getting bogged down by going, oh my God, I have to make, you know, an extra, you know, $40,000 a year. Like that's not the goal here is to just put you in, in tailspin mode and put too much on your plate. We're going to just break everything down. So these can be small and maybe even like seemingly insignificant things. They can also be brand new habits or they can be 
establishing a positive mindset or mantra that will help you move towards that bigger goal. Again, in the outline, you'll see the space to write down the dissection of those big goals with these smaller steps. So um, that is step two. In step three, are you ready for this? I don't know if you are. Maybe you are. You are. Yes, you are. Step three is we are going to write a note to our future self about the ways you grow over these next several years. Now, this is scary business because it's a little freaky to some people. It's a little woo-woo-y. And if you're somebody who has a hard time with like role playing or, um, you know, digging into like these future or um, really, really what it comes down to is allowing yourself to be judge free. And that's not judging yourself. And, and sometimes I think it's really hard for you just to, for, let me rephrase that. It's really hard for us to let down walls, especially rooted to insecurities. Okay. So this is fun, but it's also very intimidating. And this piece of the puzzle can be really hard to conjure up the right words, but I want you to go into it with an open and imaginative mind and just, just be, just write. Don't worry about punctuation, sentence structure, grammar, what it looks like. I know that's tough as a writer. I get that just right. Maybe this is a voice memo to you. Maybe that's how it starts. Or maybe you start your writing and then it moves into a voice memo. Okay. Something that you can listen to, but I want you to start the letter like this. And I'm going to give you my example. Hey, Courtney, these are the things that you need to know about yourself that you probably don't know yet. Okay. So this is going to open up the floodgates, but I want you to initiate this next step, step three, by starting that. Okay. Hey, Courtney, these are the things that you need to know about yourself that you may not know yet. Um, and just write as no one will ever see these words about you because they probably won't unless you share them. Okay. Let these words come from so deep inside of your soul that it's like this other part of you, this part of you that is stifled and hidden and blocked behind baggage and hurts and pains and discontentment is speaking to you. Okay. Because you are speaking from a place of healing. You can use prompts like these. Uh, over the last several years, you've learned to be patient, driven, focused, intentional, kind, self-loving, a self-motivator, an overcome, an overcomer. Okay. So it can be rooted to, again, the things that are deep within you that you're working to overcome. Okay. Then you're going to use another prompt and here's an, I've got a couple more examples for you. You are exceptionally good at and then list the things that are relevant to you, okay? Being a mom, staying consistent, pursuing dreams, getting uncomfortable, growing, being optimistic, okay? Always remember you are what? What are you? What are you working to be? Beautiful, strong, fierce, unstoppable, passionate, loved, worthy, happy, faithful, whatever those things are, grasp them. Okay. I want you to really connect with these things and give yourself enough time. 15 minutes might not be enough. This might be something that you sit down in front of and for 
you know, two days, you start to write and nothing happens. And that's okay. Just go back when you can really allow yourself to almost think of this scenario as a, as a third person, right? Get outside of your own head and speak to yourself in the deepest ways that right now you're blocking yourself, okay? So these are also connected to maybe negative uh, self-talk that you do. So you're undoing and you're rewriting all of that, okay? So then what's next, right? Now you have part one, hopefully you've done part one, and now you have part two. So this outline of your goals, <clears throat> again, big and small, all of it. And we've painted now the scene for what your life will look like in five years. But how do you take the right actions now to get there? So part three of the year end review, I just held up two fingers. I want you all I'm just calling myself out right now because I said part three, and I held up two fingers. And anybody who knows me knows that's just like, something I do, I'll be like four and I'm like holding up three fingers and it just, my wires are totally crossed there. Anyways, had to call myself out. So in part three, now holding up three fingers, um, we're going to do the year end review. That will be the entire outline. It's going to be a repeatable process and it's going to be very easy to follow, but this is going to be the specific actions that you're going to take after you've dissected everything, you've done reflection, you've painted your picture, you've outlined the big goals, you've dissected them into the smaller steps. Okay. And then part three next week, we're going to give you all of the rest of the skills, tools, and guides that you need to take action. And again, these are going to be repeatable steps so that you will have everything that you need for the year. And every time you go to set and achieve a new goal, you'll be able to repeat this process. Okay. But there's one more thing I'm going to ask of you, and I want you all to do this until part three comes out. So the first thing is, if you haven't already done the first two steps, take your time, invest in that, set aside the time. It will it will demand that you are uninterrupted and that you have some, you know, a peaceful space. Maybe it's early in the morning. Maybe it's before the kiddos get up. Maybe it's, you know, before work, whatever it is, give it your best time when you are the most intentional and thoughtful and focused. Okay. After you've done part one and part two, I want you to spend the next week until part three comes out purging. And I am talking about purging your house, your work environment, the car, closet, gym bag, kitchen drawers, like literally kitchen drawers, kitchen cupboards, junk drawer, everything. Because getting rid of this extra clutter and junk that's bogging you down literally takes up brain space. And if you watch my social, you'll know that over the last week or so, I've been doing this at home. I'm really getting more focused. And this is not abnormal for me because I am very much an environment person. In order for me to be my best self, I need to wake up with a clean kitchen in the morning, no dishes in the dishwasher, nothing on the counter, not, not a bunch of extra crap laying around. I have to walk into an office that's organized and ready to go. When it's not, and that does happen, I'm just not my best self. I don't work with good vibes. I don't work with good intention. I'm distracted easily because everything is so crazy. So in this next, you know, this little piece that I'm giving you as homework, I really want you to think about cleaning out your car. Yes, this will take time. Everything takes time. Okay. Clean out your car, 
get rid of if you're if you're getting frustrated because you're looking for the spatula in the kitchen drawer and it's amongst a million other things that you don't use get rid of it you don't need it okay if you are like we have a an electronics drawer it's where all of our chargers and all of our you know extra outlets and all of our extra headphones and all that kind of stuff goes there's a bunch of things in there that go to cameras that we haven't had since 2001 like do we don't need them anymore so just purge out all the stuff that you don't need. I promise you can donate it, toss it, sell it, rehome it. It doesn't need to take up space in your life anymore. Literally a chaotic environment for women specifically have been linked scientifically to elevated cortisol levels. So this can, I mean, talk about throwing off your motivation and your focus and your drive and your vibe, all those things happen if you're not in an environment that is conducive for focus and productive, you know, mindfulness. So just be, be really persistent in doing that. You know, also your closet, your underwear drawer, your, um, junk drawer in your car, what is it called? A glove box, your glove box in your car, all the things anywhere that you frequent. If it's something that you can think of that you're like, gosh, every time I get in that drawer, it like raises my blood pressure, fix it. Take this time, do the purge, donate it, get it out of your house. Don't save it for a garage sale. Girl, do not do that. I did that the last several years and I kicked myself in the pants every time. Give it to somebody. Maybe there's a shelter near you that that could use some warm clothes or extra socks or there's those jackets that are building up that you don't wear or the kitchen supplies that you're not using promise you there's always somebody who could use what you're not using and the things that are adding to your daily anxiety. That is it for now. This is all you need. I will be back next week checking in to help you outline the next part of the action plan, part three, and this will be your ultimate repeatable guide to success. You've got this. I believe in you. You're kicking butt. Take this head on. I know you can do big things this year. Okay, now I'm going to shamelessly ask you to do me a big fat favor. Now, it's very obvious one of the quickest ways that I can help grow my community, your community, the Her Inspired Journey podcast, is by listener reviews and feedback from those who are listening in. I'm going to ask you right now to please make sure that you're subscribed to the show and also stop what you're doing and leave a review. There's a couple different places that you can do that. You can leave the review from right here where you listen in your favorite podcast streaming app. You can also jump over to Facebook to the Her Inspired Journey podcast page and leave a review there. It would also be helpful if you wanted to take a screenshot of your favorite episode and share it on your social media page or in your stories with a friend or maybe a family member who needs to hear this content. Again, you are extremely important to the process of me growing this and to my overall purpose of serving those who need it most. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for being on this with me, for spending the last 12 months now building this podcast and sharing with you. You are my community, and I can't tell you just how much I appreciate this journey that we are on together.